and welcome to Mum in It, the podcast where we chat all things parenthood. I'm Harriet Shearsmith and I am indeed mumming it with my three kids, but I want to find out how other parents are navigating their parenthood and what that looks like. This season, we're talking parenting through a pandemic. And don't forget, at the end of every episode, I ask my guests for their parenting hack. Smallest things that will make the biggest difference. And if you're a fan of hacks and life tips, don't forget to check out my book, Mumming It, which is available to order now. Welcome back to another episode of Mum in It. Now, today my guest is Tom Cox, who is better known as Unlikely Dad. Me and Tom met through Instagram. And uh, yeah, hi, Tom. Hello, Harriet. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I know no one can see us, but I can see you. Yeah. And this is really nice. It's so nice that we're actually finally able to talk to each other and see each other. And it's nice. It is. It's lovely. Because I think, is this the first time we've talked face to face or yeah I think like like you said we met on Instagram and we probably sent a million voice notes but like this is the first time we're, we're technically like face to face yeah yeah and it is technically face to face because it's zoom yeah. <laughs> what else could it be at the beginning of we literally don't do anything else anymore it's just zoom everything yeah zoom everything skype everything virtual everything yeah. which yeah. is the topic that we're going to be talking about today so for the first yeah. season, I wanted to talk about the thing that we are all talking about and one of the things that I'd said to you when I messaged you about coming on the podcast was that although I might be mumming it I want to know how everyone else is getting on with it and what they're doing and it's a parenting podcast and it's how are other parents making their way through this insanity that is coronavirus mm-hmm. because it's just we're all doing things differently but all kind of in this it's that same storm different boat thing and yeah. I want to know what your boat's like basically <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I mean it's like sunk many many times <laughs> and we, we keep having to repair it you know it's kind of like that yeah I can absolutely re- relate to that I think it's yeah. um, it's yeah it, it's isn't it it's um but before we it's do just, jump into a it, lot. it's a lot it is a lot it really is a lot um but before we do jump into it tell me a bit about yourself for listeners who don't know who you are so yeah my name is tom on instagram um, you might know me as unlikely dad and i think i started instagram maybe four five years ago now so i've been a parent for coming up to six and I adopted my son Kai when he was 14 months old and for that first year just you know enjoyed every single minute and just relished in it and then once we'd got to a good year I was like I need to just share my journey I want to talk about it I want to you know let people see that a same-sex family two dads adopting their son is you know whatever normal and it's just like everybody else we're all literally just doing what we can to survive most days you know so I started that and um I work in digital marketing as well as Instagram I have my husband Danny and my son Kai obviously and yeah I'm just really really enjoying sharing our journey our family life on Instagram Oh, I love that. I really do. And I think, as you say, it's putting it out there for other same-sex couples to say, hey, this is us. This is a part yeah. of our life. And for anyone, really, to see that parenting comes in so many different formats. It does. You know, and, I, and the, one of the main reasons I started it was because when I turned to Instagram, being a new parent, all I saw were, like, wonderful you 
But, you know, you were there, there were mums there, but I didn't feel represented. And it wasn't even the gay thing. It was more the dad thing. And, you know, five years ago, we have all seen that wonderfully rise. There's so many dads out there, so many men talking about their feelings, opening up. It's wonderful. And I feel like I was a part of that, that you know, uprising in, in a sense, because it was just great to finally have an outlet to speak your emotions and look at it from a dad's point of view, but also from a same sex couple point of view, from an adoption point of view, which a lot of people aren't familiar with. Yeah. So it's just been amazing. And it feels now, I obviously hate saying the word normal, but it just feels normal. And no one really, I don't think people look at what I'm sharing or what I do as, oh, there's two dads. Oh, let me follow that. I think it's just, this is a family, you know? Yeah. And I love that. And I love that through social media, particularly now in the pandemic, when we're all apart and we have to stay apart, I love that social media has been able to bring so many different people together and has been able to give us all that that way of looking at different families, but also feeling like we're part of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It really does. And I think one thing for me is just how, and it's a good thing and it's a lovely thing, how invested some people are in my family. And I love that because, you know, we just can chat all night in the DMs and just the love they have for us and the support for Kai. And it's just brilliant. It's true. You know, it gets slated for so much and there's, Rightly so, there's a lot wrong with the online world and platforms like Instagram, but there's so much good as well. So much good. Yeah, there is. And I think it's, it's, as you say, it's that bringing us together. So speaking of being together whilst we are apart, let Mm. us talk about what's been going on recently and how you've done with it. So how have you found, what has your experience been of coronavirus and everything that's been going on over the last well year now <laughs> yeah it is almost a year isn't it it's crazy um you know what last year march time was it took the world us everyone by storm didn't it it was just a Absolutely. complete surprise and we had the fear of god in us like really we did as a family and i know as a nation as a as a as a human beings across the world we all were just like let's hunker down do not leave your house. You know, you're taking your daily hourly exercise and you're crossing the road because you don't want to go near someone else. We just had this absolute fear and there was so much fear of the unknown that it was just a crazy, crazy time and no one really knew what was going on. You know, we were all of us thrown in at the deep end, weren't we? In terms of if you were a parent having your children at home, that routine, that structure was just all of a sudden gone. Some kids and some families were fine. They thrived. Some families didn't. And we were balancing for a while, but we definitely ended up in the not coping place. And that was down to me having to work a full-time job at home. My husband who works in school was trying to do bits and bobs for his kids and having Kai at home. So Kai has additional needs and the routine and structure that school gives him is just so, so important for him. It was never a case of, oh my God, my kid's at home. Great. I'd, I'd rather he be at school. It's he loves school. He wants to be at school. His friends are there. These kids were not mixing with other children for so long. And it was having a real impact on him, on us. And it just literally wasn't day by day. It just felt like hour by hour. 
we had to literally get through each hour towards the end. It was really, really hard. Yeah, I think I had a really mixed experience with mine because Toby was very much like Kai, really missed his friends. And yeah. it's not much even that he needs the structure, but for him, it was having an impact on him. And especially in the later months towards summer, that was when things started to go a bit awry for us. And we, we both had really different experiences because mm. I'm working from home, but I'm able to work flexibly. My husband, Adam, he is also working working from home and doing his thing from home flexibly. So I think yeah. from our perspective, we had a bit more flex around it, but we yeah. still found it in the end to just be really, really hard. Yeah, and I it really was. Yeah, I don't think I anybody could say anything different. I think everybody found it difficult in their own way. Did you find that it impacted yours and Danny's relationship? Did you find that it impacted yeah. mental health? Yeah, definitely. So I think, you know, and don't forget, we're now 10 months down the line, kind of still in the same place, really. Because I yeah. know in the summer, you know, things lifted and restrictions changed, but ultimately you could still only see the maximum of, so we could only ever see another three people because that would take exactly. us to six. Um, whenever you went into a little village or town, you had to have your mask and couldn't enter the shops. Nothing is, nothing's been normal. We've basically had restrictions on our lives for a year now. And that is that that weighs you down and it's heavy and you feel restricted. And the fact that we were at home together every single day doing the same thing, like we, you, you'll know, like Harriet from my Instagram, we're out and about, we love to go on adventures. We, we, we see our friends, our family all the time. And to have that like snapped away was really hard for us. And, you know, we love each other, but we were like, there's only so many times I can talk to you like about the same thing or like, yeah. you know, even like just sitting together watching Netflix. I was like, what? Even at Christmas, this Christmas, we were just like, we are, that <laughs> we were sitting at the table pulling our crackers at the same damn table we've sat <laughs> for a year. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, when are we going to see other people? When are we going to have other adult conversation? And you feel really guilty like did you feel guilty for feeling these feelings absolutely I mean initially with lockdown I I quite thrived to be honest and I yeah oh you know we could get on with this and I remember turning to Adam once and saying to him Reuben would like to homeschool permanently and I remember you saying yes <laughs> maybe we should consider it I swear to god I thought the guy was going to divorce me on the spot he just looked at me and was like hun no I am not about no. you but I am not okay right now yeah it happened and then Toby had piped up with how he didn't want to and it definitely had an impact and I, I did feel guilty for just thinking I can't see the four of you anymore no oh no you, and you can't like I found it yeah and that's what I found really hard I was just I, I remember saying in our darkest days when Danny and I would really argue or get on top of each other or Kai was just playing up because he felt the tension I just remember thinking oh my god I just want to be on my own I just want to be on my own and to like literally to breathe and a day wouldn't have been enough like I literally wanted to be on my own for like three or four days just to breathe just to chill to read a book and all these things you keep thinking but I'm safe and I've got my boys here and I'm okay and you have those battling emotions where you just think thank god I'm not in a hospital right now thank god my family are okay but it is the mental load of it all none of this is normal and you know we all have our lives and that stopped so we're we're allowed to feel that and we've got to process that it was so important for us and really it is still going on isn't it but i think it's so much different now the attitudes and we're all i think just bored now like i think we're just bored and it's like okay cool we, we've been here for 10 months we know the drill we're not seeing anyone we're not mixing we're in our home 
but I think we're all tired now, aren't we? It's been a long, long time. It has. And it feels like even though we keep saying, OK, there's an end in sight, we've got the vaccines going, it feels like there's almost not an end in sight. You keep looking, thinking, <laughs> when is that end in sight? Yeah, I know. And the vaccine is like, oh, I just keep checking in with mum and dad. Like, have you got your message yet to have your vaccine? Because, you know, and I know we need to all be really careful. We do. And I, f- I do get the sense we're on the home stretch. I do. But then I'm not a scientist, I'm not a politician, I know nothing. And I just feel I'm still clinging on to that hope because we will get there and it will be amazing. It's just, you know, missing Christmases, Kai's birthday's coming up and he won't see his friends and family. And you just think, it's, I, and he's really, we completely downplayed it with him, really downplayed it. We said, oh, there's just some germs and we've got to be really careful. Now he's just fully aware. He uses the word virus. He knows that we need, he's like, can I, can I hug you? I'm like, of course you can hug me. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the impact it's having on them. I mean, it worries me for sure. It does worry me. And I think we've got such a big job to do when things are more normal of yeah. just completely regaining that normality for them. Because I think we're, we're old enough and wise enough to remember what it was like and we, we can process things, can't we? But I guess it's different for kids. It is different for kids. And you mentioned the mental load. And I think the mental load for kids as well, it, it's been heavy and it's been yeah. hard for them. So you'd said to me before that Kai really, really struggled with the first lockdown. How yeah. are you getting on this time? And how are you finding, as a dad to an only child, how are you finding that it's impacting him? And, and what are the sort of things that you're doing to kind of, because I know for me, my kids have got each other to play with yeah. but they're also sick to the back teeth of seeing each other and it's yeah. causing rifts with them and it's causing lots of arguments with them and that in turn is yeah. causing more tension so from your yeah. side with an only child how are you finding it and how's it open mm. so that yeah the first lockdown was really really tough and I think it was tough on him because he relies heavily on that structure and that routine and just having that taken away, I think really, really affected him. And then I was trying to work at home and my employer was just fantastic. Like, you know, do what you need to do, manage your diary, but still work had to be done. Thankfully it was summer. Well, it wasn't summer, but we felt like we had the longest summer ever. We had the doors open, the pool, Kai could do what the hell he wanted, you know, and it was really good fun. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it was, but we were really also ready for him to go back to some sort of school because, uh, you know, discussions here within us, we were, he's, he's repeating year one now. So, and that was, those discussions were happening before lockdown, before COVID. So I think, you know, it was the best decision for us for him to repeat year one. And then sort of summer came, didn't it? And things lifted a little bit and it was a bit normal. We had some people around. It was, you know, but it still never fell a hundred percent. And then here we back are like October, November time after the kids going back to school, thinking life is normal. We're back here. This time, Kai's in school and we are so so grateful and just so thankful that he is not having that part affected you know he's very aware of it the teachers have to wear masks now and it's not that we can hide it from him but you know the biggest relief Harriet is that every day 8 30 he gets dropped off and has a wonderful day and you know I'm just really conscious as well on Instagram I just can't I feel like I can't share that because I know 99.9% of the parents watching are potentially going through what I went through in March, which was hell on a stick. It is so hard. And we are, like we were saying, you know, like we're all, we've got the same storm, but we're all in different boats. 
despite yeah. my son being in school and us having six hours a day to process and work and offload everything, we're still finding this hard. Do you know what I mean? So it's like my son's not here. He's at school. Yes, brilliant. But this is still so hard. We're missing our loved ones. You know, it was Danny's mum's birthday today. We can't see her. You know, all these things. She's alone in her flat. And it's like we're all carrying so much and it's just crazy. But this time he's in school. We're at home. Danny's in school doing stuff with his kids every few days. It's just we're just used to it. But I think we're just bored of it now. You know, what's next and when can we have that tiny bit of freedom back, you know? Yeah, I do know. I mean, how are you finding the response to you working from home and him being in school? Have you generally found it quite supportive? Or I think I saw you'd mentioned something on Instagram a little while ago that you'd had a bit of a bite back about that because you're at home. And people are very quick at the minute to be opinionated on everything without stopping to think actually there might be a reason that I'm not privy to for this. And I don't think that's just yeah. the media. I think it's in general. Everybody's on yeah. such a tight fuse now. Oh, I completely feel you. And I think we are all so wound up that I feel some people of a more angry disposition could just pop off at the drop of a pin, you know, because they're just so pent up and yeah. that's all them and they need to deal with that. But that's me at about four o'clock in the afternoon every day. Yes, <laughs> yes, 100%. I, I get that. I get that. You know, I just had a few messages saying it, it was more, it wasn't more, why is, why are you doing this? Who do you think you are? It was more probing into our private life. It was more, um, can I ask, why is Kai at school while you're at home? And it's like, okay, no. No, you can't ask. <laughs> no, you yeah. can't. Um, and it's just very much around, I've always been open with Kai having additional needs, but I've never gone into detail out of respect for him. I truly think once you've put something out there on the internet, you'd never get it back. And, you know, I'm reaching the point where I'm thinking about what I share of Kai because I want him to potentially to grow into a young man without having an audience soon, to be honest. So I'm sort of navigating that part of my online life. Um, So to have someone say, you're at home, why is your child at school? And it's like, listen, do you not think we have thought about the risks? Have we not like leveled it against his needs? And, you know, the school is just the safest place for him, not pandemic wise, like mentally wise and just everything. He is thriving the teachers called us and said like you're happy for him to come back right because there's no way that he can miss this again because this is going to go on for months again we all know it is and I think it would just be damaging and I feel truly truly lucky that we've got it because I know so many children may not and it's really really hard I think that's it isn't it there's it's weighing up that mental risk versus that physical risk of the pandemic and this is the position that parents and well everybody really not just parents are in at the moment of constantly weighing up do I do this well this is the thing and I I was sort of saying to the school like I was saying to the school what um I know you would have shared it with us but have you had cases and I mean amazingly they haven't and we were just like great okay this is really positive but actually it's not necessarily the school and their measures which are great it's the parents it's the community we're not house mixing we 
aren't, you know, we're doing minimal. Therefore, we're sending our kids in. And really, the way I think about it is there's, there's only 10 kids in Kai's little bubble. So if all of those children have a parent or two parents, we're... And if we all stick to the rules and the teachers that are in that bubble stick to the rules, we're kind of like a big bubble, yeah. you know? Those other parents that drop off, I'm in your bubble because we're not mixing, you're not mixing, I trust you, let's stick at this to make our kids safe in school. But you can't, that's not, you know, not everyone is doing that. I know that some people will be seeing people, they will be doing X, Y, and Z. And so it's just really, really hard. And it's that weighing up. It was not a decision we made lightly because this new strain was coming and it's affecting children, apparently. And you're just like, we were like, what do we do? What? And you know how the government dropped it the night before. And we were, yeah. And we were just like, is he going to school tomorrow? And his teacher just called and said, if you want him, he is here because this is the best place for him. And for me, that was just, we just saw what happened last time. And we just knew that this would be the best option. And I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it that you've got teaching staff who and I I genuinely believe that teachers have had a really rough ride throughout this pandemic oh yeah I like can't support them more I really really can't and I think it's obviously having someone that works in a school as my husband seeing firsthand those 9 p.m calls on the night the politicians announce they're closing the next day what they have to pull together for those kids is amazing and they are all doing such a wonderful job I literally I want to like take in biscuits every Friday for them and I don't think I can because I don't think you can sort of take the, the, yes but I'm just like how can I show you how grateful we are because you are putting yourself out there you know and they're doing amazing jobs they are they really are and I think it speaks volumes that they themselves felt that the best place for Kai was at school through no detriment to you but just because he needed it and that's what worked for him and weighing it all up that's where it landed this is it and this is where it's hard because and that's the other thing you know this is the other side of social media that I necessarily haven't talked about but I would obviously be scrolling and seeing all these wonderful children doing these wonderful crafts, sitting at a table quietly that, you know, these children are neurotypical. There's no neurodiverse in them. They can sit, they can chill, they can watch a movie all day. That's not my son. And I found that hard because there was us struggling and there's other people. Yes, they're definitely struggling. I'm not saying they're not, but there's a children that handle it way better than we would have and that's really hard to see it's really hard to see because you just of course I thought why can't we have that why can't we all sit around a table and be quiet for an hour with a story or with some craft it just wasn't like that and that part was really hard for me because you know that's all we really wanted at that crazy time and it just wasn't us I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, would you say that was the hardest part? What would you say was the hardest part throughout all of it? I just think the hardest part was, no, it wasn't seeing people dealing with it. I can sort of shake that sort of stuff off. It was more seeing how I reacted to things. And I think we've we've all learned a lot about ourselves in this past year. It's so cheesy to say, isn't it? But I have literally found myself under the microscope. And I just think, wow, Tom, wow. (laughs) And I I truly am like, is that really really you? Because wow. And it's almost like this had to happen Mm. because hopefully we'll all get therapy (laughs) and we'll all be better people for it because God, I need it. And it really highlighted it to me that you are triggered by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, you're a control freak openly and you need to chill the hell 
out. And I've learned so much about Kai. And I think his needs were just massively heightened in that time. And Danny and I would have conversations daily, daily in the kitchen once he'd gone to bed and we'd say, oh my God, oh my God. I never knew that about him. And we just, it was hard, but it was almost, it was uncomfortable, but necessary in a really crazy way. I think we almost had to go through this because we've all grown together with it. And Kai's needs have come to the surface. Our needs and learnings that we have to go through have come to the surface as individuals, definitely, but also as a couple, for sure. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) I completely get what you mean about that kind of looking inwards and suddenly discovering things about yourself that you didn't know. It's like you were describing me there with the control freak and that you're triggered by this and you're triggered. I didn't realise that. And I feel like throughout this, I have found an inner strength that I didn't know I had. Mm, Amazing. A a pretty rough time behind the scenes of it with some things uh, with family. And I, I didn't know that actually faced with some of the things that we have been faced with, we would get through it. And we have. And that shows me that we can get through other things. And I think that in itself was quite tough to realise is that, okay, this is is what I now know about myself. Mm. And maybe I need maybe I need that therapy, like you said. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. I think we are we're all gonna come out of this with longer term effects than we possibly thought we would. And it's all going to be of the mental kind because, you know, it was even things like Christmas we found, you know, when those rules were like literally came overnight again that, yes, we are cancelling Christmas because I was in tier four. And it's like how we and the family react to that were all quite different. So then you actually think, oh, so you are, you actually think like that. And I think that and it, yeah. it's all just a lot comes to the surface in times like this when you're not all busy living your lives, being nice to everyone, popping around for coffee. <laughs> You know, when actually real life shit happens, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, The down, isn't it? You suddenly realise, oh shit, this is right. Okay, this is what this is going to mean for me and my life, and this is the the magnifying glass on it all. And I don't think it was all like you say; it wasn't all negative. I mean, there are things that have come out of this that have been positive. Do you think there's one thing for you that has been more positive than anything else? I would say learning more. More about my son and what he needs from life but also from us as parents as well because there were certainly times during that that we did not give him what he needs and we were we were at the bottom I would say we were like at the bottom we couldn't go any lower we were done we were exhausted and we've come through that for sure and I think that's why even though it's two days of a weekend and no it's not seven days a week but the two days that we are locked in at home and he's not at school we're dealing with it better you know even though we haven't he hasn't been here the whole week we're still locked down we still can't go out we're still dealing with the emotional fact that we can't see our friends and loved ones but we're dealing with it better And that's probably experience, but it's also the learning that we got from being with Kai during that time of knowing how to manage him. And when we need a break or when, you know, I can see when Danny's about to break so I can just swoop in. It is all about that. You know, those things we've learned how to work together better, I think, is is a really, really positive out of all of this. Yeah. And I think you, you, you do become more aware of yourself and the people in your house and when they're going to break and when they're not coping well with things. And I think they become more aware of you. I know Toby walked up to me the other day and he was like, Mummy, why are you sad? And I said to him, Oh, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he was like, 
had, I can feel, I can tell. Oh. I know, I was like, oh God, well done. God. <laughs> yeah, well it's, done. it's really crazy, yeah. isn't it? But it was, and I was sad because, you know, it was the day after my birthday and I just felt a bit flat. And it wasn't even a, a real sadness, but he could see that there was something not quite right. And I just, I think that awareness really yes. has been a positive thing to bring. It had, it's a positive, but also, do you not think that a similar thing happened to me, Kai, with sat next to me a while ago and was like he wanted to play he wanted to do something just to your other point earlier being an only child we are the play friends you know and that is hard like I've literally so many times said Kai I am daddy I can't be your playmate all day and he struggles to play on his own anyway so it was just amplified but he was bugging me and came and sat next to me and I was trying to work and I was like yeah what's up Bubba and he was like daddy you're not talking and I'm like it's because I'm really busy Kai like, do you know what I mean? I'm busy. I'm trying to do this. And you just feel awful because you're like, oh, my God, what are you feeling right now that you actually felt to come and say to me, Daddy, you're not talking. And it's like, oh, no, you know, and then you think you feel the guilt. Like, should I always be on? Should I always be fun? Should I? And realistically, that's not real life, is it? No, they need to not. see this full range of emotions, but it is still really hard. It is. It, it's really hard. Yeah. It's yeah, it's hard. There's no other word for it, is there? It's hard, it's confusing for them. Nice. Although you can make sense of it in your own adult brain, it's still confusing for us. Yeah. You feel that guilt, and then you're saying to yourself, Well, no, I should be doing this, and it's fine, and yeah. no, it's fine, and yeah, it is. And with you saying that you were playmate, how did you do it? But I hate, I'm gonna be completely honest. Mm. I hate playing. <laughs> yeah. I can, <laughs> I can do craft, but uh, ask me to sit and play. And 99% of the time, I'm basically just oh, no. playing whilst they play. And then I'm oh, yeah. No, that, that's normal, like, Harry. That's kids. <gasps> no, that is kids, honestly. Like, we literally joke about that because Kai will be like, Daddy, play with me. And so I actually love it when I am like, so when I'm in the zone yeah. and when I've got nothing else to do, I literally go, buck wild I go for it like we're running around the house like he's got his dolls and his dolls come to life and he, we're doing all these stories and I, I actually love it or when he's like daddy can I do your makeup and I just get to lay on the bed and enjoy like <laughs> that is amazing yeah but I've got to be I've really got to be in the zone and have nothing else to do and you know as a parent as a grown-up there is always something to do so it's just it is tricky, but that was especially hard in lockdown, obviously, because I was trying to work and, oh, it's just, you God, you feel awful for just saying, I can't play right now. I can't yeah. do this. And, you know, it's hard. I know I was sat at the, the table with Toby and I've got, so for mine, they've got three different, I find homeschooling much harder this time. So they've yeah. got three different timetables. And Toby was like, I don't get this. And he, he did get it. He just wanted to be spoon fed it because yeah. he's finding it hard. And for him to keep my whole attention on him while Ruben is being an absolute trooper going and doing a YouTube lesson and yeah. Edith is back there throwing a massive temper tantrum because she doesn't want to do it. For Toby to say, hang on, don't pay attention to either of those. It's all about me. Yeah. His way of coping with it, I think. And mm. well, that's the not psychologist in me that thinks yeah that. yeah yeah. but no you know you know wrong. best um, yeah but I think for him he wanted that attention and I just lost my temper I ended up snapping and saying to him you do know yeah. how to do this you don't need me right now yeah and then yeah. again, as you say, it comes that guilt, doesn't it? That I've snapped at him and I can't be, I can't split myself into that many different people. I just 
physically no. cannot do and it's, it. Especially now that this that the homeschooling is so much more structured and so much more required. I can't believe that people with two or three or four or five kids will have these set timetables where they all need a laptop, they all need a device to log in. It's, that must be so tricky to manage. And for parents and families that may not have that freedom of time or having all those devices, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's mad. And it's, it's so much more difficult now because I think what I really enjoyed about homeschooling in the first part was that I could turn around and say, right, okay, I know that if I put this Harry Potter maths in front of you, you're going to mm. love it because that's what you like. And you're still doing maths, but yeah. now, oh, no, now there's a special kind of maths and Bummy <laughs> doesn't know it. <laughs> it's really confusing. And then it's confusing for them and it's confusing for me. And it's so different now. Mm-hmm. You are trying to become a teacher and you're not a teacher. And yeah. I think that, from my point of view, has been really, really difficult this time around because it's almost like it sapped any enjoyment that we had before where Edith's maths came from baking or something like that. And, and now yeah. it's sit down and do, I mean, we've got white rose maths and I just... Ah, no, I would be I would be completely lost. And I think like, you know, the kids, they're at home. This is their safe space, their comfortable space where they get to just lounge and play, run around, be loud. This isn't somewhere that you almost want to like have them sit and be regimented and do the work. And so you want them to do it and you want them to continue their education. But it might be hard for you to get that across to them because they just they're at home, you know. This isn't school. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that loss of personal space and space to just be yourself. So yeah. with Kai being back at school and this time round, have you got any tips for anyone who maybe finds themselves in a similar position to you and is finding themselves really struggling and humming and hiring about whether or not to send their child or in that position of making that difficult decision? How do you feel? What would be your Tom's lockdown tip? Or I would say you have to look at the child every time. So, you know, it's not, this is not selfishly, oh, get my kid out of the house because there's a freaking virus out there. We're fully aware of that. It's scary. Don't look at what you want. It's definitely what's best for the child. And I can only speak for Kai and his needs. You know, people sometimes forget he's adopted. There's definitely always that baggage around attachment and routine and structure that we have to take into our approach as well. There's just a lot to think about. So keeping everything as normal and possible for him is is what we want to do. But if you're in a similar position where you are a key worker or your child is vulnerable and can be in, but you're debating it, only you will know or only the teachers will be able to work with you. I couldn't possibly say send them in. It's best for them because you know what? Maybe having your child home in this uncertain time is best for them because you can almost protect them. They won't be seeing teachers in masks. They won't be hearing the word virus. You You can really protect them. It's just case by case. It really, really is. Yeah, I think that's really important to hit home, isn't it? And I've always said, you, every single parent is an expert in their own child. And I think we've got to hold on to that at this point in time. You're an expert in your own child. You know what works well for your own child and what's best for them. And that's really where you've got to go with this, isn't it? That's what you've got to hold on to throughout it all. And you know when it's necessary and when it's not. Yeah, and and to not worry about judgment or you know what people think family friends people online it's it's really 
irrelevant. It's it's about your child. It's your child and how happy and fulfilled and secure you can make them feel, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that's that's crucial to get across to people and especially ignoring that judgment. Because as I said earlier, yeah. we're all on such a short fuse. We all seem yeah. to be really wound tightly. And with that does come more judgment. And I think everybody could hold their hands up and say they've looked at somebody and thought, well, what are they doing that for? They, they shouldn't. Yeah. Of course. course. Because it is human nature to be judgmental at times. And you've got to catch yourself and say, hang on a minute, you don't know that situation. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking for myself, I'm getting better at that, I hope, in terms of being more accepting that I don't know that situation, what that person over the road is doing. Who am I to comment? I just can only hope they're being safe and they're, you know, doing what they can to you know get by I think it's just that judgment we've got to especially now more than ever nip it in the bud because unless you see blatantly like 20 people going into yeah. a house pub, like, do you know what <laughs> I mean there are exceptions out there and then and then you're like hey where's my invite <laughs> <laughs> you mentally might be but that's oh not my gosh can you imagine I can't actually like right now this is what this has done to us I look at old videos old pictures or I'm watching a movie and I'm like you stood a bit that- close Exactly. Isn't that weird? Yes, so weird. And I think so many people are saying the same thing because you look at old things and it's and even that old things, it's less than a year. It's not even yeah. old. Oh yeah. It yeah. Feels like the old way of life. And then some parts of it yeah. are not necessarily better, but other parts of it, my God, do we miss? I really miss just going yeah. mooching around home sense. I love home sense. I love a good mm-hmm. You know, a good home bargain. I think it's because we did the house. Oh, I love home sets. Oh, bring me homeware and I'm happy. Yeah. And And I didn't think that that would be something that I would miss. I think that speaks volumes of me as an antisocial person that that's why I'm not necessarily anything else. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. There are. There are other things that I definitely miss. So at the end of every episode, I want to ask everybody, what is their parent hack that they would like to divulge with everybody else? And it can be anything. And I mean anything from, oh God, the simplest of things. We'll get some really wild responses. I'm sure that'll make you go, oh, I never even thought of that. But what (laughs) would be your one parent life hack i would say it's probably really boring because it feels very um, <laughs> it feels very responsible but with with kai and and how we work you have to be prepared and i know that every parent has to be prepared you have to have spare pants spare leggings you know wipes in the back this is i'm talking about like he's almost seven it's not necessarily that stuff it is more i mean the boy can eat like he can <laughs> eat so it is little things like today before picking him up I and, and Danny was late at his school so I was doing pick up and bringing him home and I have to have a sandwich ready like honestly if it's not ready when he comes in and I've actually got to butter the bread and put the jam on and cut it that, that takes too long so you know I had to I had to make a sandwich at half past two <laughs> make a sandwich have the crisp packet out ready his mat a bottle because he won't kick off it's not like a diva but it's more that I feel so prepared that right go on bubs get your shoes off your, your snack is on the table it is preparation and we are me and Danny joke all the time but we have literally we never went to scouts but we are like the most prepared 
people of life. Like we just preempt everything. And I and I think it's because of Kai the way he is for sure. Um has made it's made us like that. We used to be so freaking chilled. Like so <laughs> chilled out. We would literally just mooch through an airport, yeah. check in, get on our flight. Like now we are just like bam, bam, bam. We're forward thinking all the time. And I think that's a mix of being a parent, but also the way Kai is makes us yeah. a bit like that. Yeah. And it just works because he has, you know, there's no hanging around and it's it's little things like that. And also we've learned not to like share things too far in advance, like Christmas or birthdays, because the excitement is just there for weeks and months on end. And so that's a good one. I definitely like keeping things back from him. And if we're going out on a weekend, which hasn't happened for a year, <laughs> but you know, we would literally say the day but not even the day before we'd say it in the morning oh yes, we're gonna we go did. see um we're gonna go see nanny today and then it's instant it's happiness and it's you know he doesn't have to think about it and, and get excited about it so that's probably my one thing is like just prepare everything prepare. prep yeah. ahead prep the snacks yeah and then keep the exciting events to a minimal definitely it works for us it works for us you know it's funny that you say that though because whenever we through the work that I do if we've ever been traveling somewhere for a work event then I've always made a note to not tell the kids so we've had some insanely exciting opportunities come up we've been traveling and we've been doing things and they will know on the morning that we've got a suitcase packed and we're going and they don't know beforehand because with the type of work that I do I it can be cancelled on the morning so if I wait until a couple of hours before then they're not going to be disappointed so we're really similar in the way that we we don't tell them anything I I think it's sometimes quite good nothing but it does it works really well I think it's being prepared in yourself but keeping them out of the loop yes and that in effect can just avoid any anxiety building up or worry or nerves because you know he's only six he he can sometimes feel so so excited but it's channeled in such a different anxious way because he's six he can't understand this is actually excitement I'm feeling their emotions get too much for them don't they yeah Edith was sat at the table the other day and she was quite obviously so angry that she'd been asked to do this work that she didn't want to do and I think she was Mm. also just just having one of those days where she was just a bit frustrated but Toby I'd set up a really fun thing for her where she she loved it she had to go and find her monkey and her elephant and then tell me what kind of habitat they would be and he was really excited about it and then it came to find the monkey and there's a running joke in our house that daddy wanted a monkey not a little girl and it's Uh, said in jest and she's always with daddy i'm not a monkey and always laughed about it and toby had said to her aren't you a monkey edith daddy's monkey well she just (sighs) blew up all that emotion so she just blew up him and she was screaming at him yeah. oh, not a monkey yeah look like a monkey oh bless her i think it's just that their emotions are too big for them sometimes yeah absolutely and you can see it in them they don't know they almost sometimes want to laugh yeah <laughs> but it comes out in this crazy aggressive tantrum and you're like oh okay <laughs> yeah that's weird okay yeah <laughs> My parents never told me that I did that. Okay. Yeah. But it is what they do. They are strange things, these kids. Oh, my goodness. And we are literally, like, only just learning, I feel. Yeah, and I feel like you're learning every single day because you think yeah. you nailed it and then the next day something else comes oh, up. Yeah. Dude, honestly, I just yeah. got it. 
I Throw you a curveball all the time, absolutely. all the time. And never more so than now. Yeah. Never more so than now. So, right, Tom, I think that that is everything. Thank oh, you for thank coming you on the so podcast. Much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited and so pleased that you um you wanted me on. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you about it. Thank you. You too.